Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey talk about how to market to your target audience and how to post your content on the right platforms. I was excited to talk about this because you were mentioning marketing to the decision maker. And uh, Nick has brought in a few comments throughout the last couple of days of, of him having the same trouble of when you're targeting a certain person, it may not be the person who makes the decisions or is likely to carry the conversation forward. So I wanted to talk to you, Corey, about what you were thinking when you came up with this title and how does that apply you know, directly to your life? There are so many ways we can go with this, but um, this came from a conversation with a friend on Friday, and um, he was asking about growing his business or, or um, making sure that his business continues to grow through a younger demo. And it got me thinking about how are we reaching the demo that we want to be selling to or to be in front of. And I think so often we go to LinkedIn because we know that there's, there's people with careers there and money there and we can find people in specific roles, which is, it makes all the sense in the world, but is LinkedIn where all these advisors are and, and marketing, is that the best place to be marketing to the client that you want to bring in? And I think that we need to talk about that for a little while. And that's, one of the topics I want to talk about. Um, yeah, absolutely. And what I've been wondering or what I've been really thinking is with the effort that I see everybody putting in, I'm really interested in, you know, success stories. Is anybody finding certain target markets more than the other? Because what I'm wondering about LinkedIn is exactly what you said. It's it's figuring out that maybe there's just a certain group of people here that you should be focusing and be fighting for because there's a lot of them such as salespeople who get in commission positions and have a lot of 1099 and are dealing with taxes or you know people who have a lot of equity executives spending time here people who are you know getting getting in touch with networkers and things like that um i just wonder if if it's worth it to focus on the people who are actually here rather than just hammering your message of who you want to talk to well, that's huge. I mean, let's just take a step back. Why do you think all the wealth managers, mutual fund companies, insurance companies, lead generation services, marketers, um, website developers, why do you think they're all spending so much time on LinkedIn? Well, that's because their ideal target audience might be financial advisors. And there's a lot of financial advisors on LinkedIn. Why do you think you and I spend so much time on LinkedIn? Well, that's our target audience. So we're going to spend our time fishing where the fish are. Um, so then I just have to flip the conversation. Why do advisors spend so much time on LinkedIn? And if their clients and their ideal prospects are on LinkedIn, that makes sense. My only question is, is that who you're targeting at the moment or is it, or are those people somewhere else? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I think that, uh, and again, I, I would love to hear the experience of, of anybody who, who reaches certain individuals. I think there's, I think there's always people here, right? I think you can find nurses. I think you can find pharmacists. I'm sure you can find doctors, but how they live their lives and the, the apps that they use, you know, it, it's, is it here? Are they spending their time here? Are they even seeing your message? Sometimes I think people, you know, you're messaging 50 people, but if your group is individuals who posted on LinkedIn years ago, 
just because they they post it, they want to have a platform here. They know they're supposed to have a profile just in case they come back and get a job. Boom. And then they ran out and forgot. I mean, I have a Snapchat. I haven't opened it in forever. I don't Anybody could message me on Snapchat and I just wouldn't see it. People think I'm probably ignoring them. I don't let's, even answer text that much. Let's do a so, quick case study. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let I, I don't assume that 32-year-olds kind of getting into the early prime earning years of their career are the target market for most advisors. I assume that's not the case. But for the purpose of this case study, let's say it is. If someone wants to sell your family, the Starks, a service that is as big of a decision as financial services and financial planning, um, how do they get in front of your family to get that ball rolling and to get that decision to be made? Man, you have to take yourself out of this a little that's bit. What, that's what's hard. I have to detach completely because that's the only place where I'm like, I feel very comfortable, you know, na- I mean, every place I feel comfortable navigating, but I also usually don't care about things. It's like, what car do you want? And I'm like, the lowest, the price car you'll tolerate. And I'm like, so Perfect. what car do you want? So that's- You the- had a baby over the last six months. Mm-hmm. You, you, your car, let's say you guys need to, your wife needs to upgrade her vehicle so she can accommodate those two. Uh, children and you and the family and the dogs and everything. How does that play? Like, does the car dealer reach out to you and start to poke you or are they better off somehow finding their way to your wife? Oh yeah, for sure. Right. But you both agree at the end of the day, you need a new car. Yep. You're just not going to make the decision. Because exactly. Not- yeah, that's a good way to put it. I'm part of the process in terms of figuring out, like, uh, I guess once once we once she decides on the car, then I'm like, okay, here's what I think is best. And obviously, if it's unreasonable, like we used to have, we used to have conversations about, um, what was it like Land Rovers and and expensive cars. And luckily, I I win some of the conversations. But still, it's at the end of the day. Yeah, she does make the decision. So if, if if anybody wanted us to upgrade, you know, the forerunner that she got when she when she when she was uh, started becoming a pharmacist, then that would be the letters going to her. That would be probably on Facebook. She spends all of her time now watching TikTok. Now she's watching usually babies and stuff like that. But you know, it, it's it just goes into where should you be spending your time? Um, and again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would never see that information. I don't check the mail. I don't spend as much time searching TikTok and I'm not really on Facebook outside of business perspectives. So besides the fact that she's the decision maker, I think it's the fact that she's always looking to make decisions too. So she's paying attention into the places, you know, that, that other people should be. And they're just, they'd be wasting their time on me. Well, generally the moms, right, are looking to make sure that the core family, the unit is taken care of and all those core necessities are handled and managed and finances fit into that. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I play in our accounts. I know when, when there's certain things I want to invest in, I'll, I'll make arrangements and and trades and things in the account, but on a global scale for the whole family, the whole unit. Um, if you as an advisor wanted to be in front of my family and to get a decision made that it's time for us to put a financial plan in place and move our assets to a specific financial planner, Mm -hmm. I promise you, that decision will be made by you getting to my wife and then my wife saying, Hey honey, I think it's time that we do this. And I'm going to agree because I am part of the process. I'm involved. I see the importance of it, but it's not something I think about daily, but that protection, that plan, putting that um, kind of that security blanket over the family. If you want that done, I promise you it's being in my wife's Instagram feed uh, between eight o'clock and nine thirty PM. 
Um, yeah, I was going to say something. So let's take something actionable from this. Like what, what would you say to somebody of how they would market differently or how they would approach something differently if you're trying to talk to the decision maker? Because when, when you said spouse, I thought about, about that right away. Excuse me. But when I started to indulge in it as well, I started to really think like this could also mean the right person in a business that you're trying to get a hold of. Maybe mm-hmm. you're talking to somebody who you have a good relationship with and they love you, but they just don't make decisions and they don't they don't sell to the person up there. They present. You know what I mean? And that's so you have to sell. You have to get to that person and have that have that conversation. Um, how do you feel you would change your marketing to make sure you're talking to the right person? I think we just need to be more empathetic to the actual human, um, uh, the way we, we live our lives, the human actions. Like if you have an idea of who you need to be selling to or be in front of, like, what are they actually doing in a day to day? Like, do you understand what their day is like, where they're spending their time when they get home? Are they with kids? Do their kids, um, have their kids left the house? Are they empty nesters? Do they golf? Like, what are their hobbies like? Like what platforms are they spending time in? Do they read email? It's all that kind of stuff. So I don't know, a 52 year old uh, with, or 57 year old whose kids have kind of flown the coop, I imagine is, has a much different way of digesting content than a 38, 39 year old with three kids at home. Yeah. Um, I love the conversation that we got into. I think the title, you know, marketing to the decision maker, we were trying to make it more actionable direct, but I think this is really a a serious concept. Everybody should consider every time they're making content is being very realistic about the human on the other end is who you're talking to. You know, for example, if we're talking to somebody about retirees, just like you said, versus somebody who's 40, you know, that person who's 40 is in a completely different life stage completely different idea and possibly using, thinking, feeling different about social media, what they're on. So it goes on to what platform are you on and what message do you say? Uh, And then I think if you're always as empathetic as possible and you're thinking about that human behavior, then you end up backing into the decision maker and finding the person because you're in the right place at the right time. Sure. Well, let's apply it to this, right? I think about marketing 24 seven. That's all I think about. I think about, I think marketing is the most important thing a business can do. Most advisors don't believe that it's a it's second, third, fourth tier, whatever. And I'm I'm empathetic to that because I in my life, I'm not thinking about retirement right now. I know it's important, but I know I also have 20 some odd years and, and the crunch time will come, you know, the retirement red zone. Right. But I'm planning for that in the long term, but I don't think about it daily. I don't think about it as often as I probably should. Um, and I think advisors get lost in this this in their own world thinking you know, we got to keep just peppering them with retirement. Well, retirement's not on my mind. Getting my kids back into soccer and out of the house and running around again. And, you know, I, I've got a lot of other things on my mind other than retirement. Uh, and, and same way advisors aren't thinking about marketing. So just putting that out there. And then um, I, I want to ask you, Ryan, like, let's throw out some personas. Let's throw out some avatars and play a game. And, and maybe we can provide some tactical value to advisors watching as to where and how we would target them. Cool. So give me, give me an, give me some, give me a, a target person that, that you would target for a financial plan. I just got a comment from somebody. So he's okay. This is actually bad for, for let's just take the advisor out of it, but let's say 45. Um, what, what should he be? 45. 45 makes 200 works at. Yeah. Makes 200, know, five kids. 
five kids like all right so you're going a little crazy there. <laughs> he had he had five kids dude he had five kids that's my example you're trying to get the attention of somebody but again that guy makes that guy makes 200 he wants to take care of his children so he may be hard to reach or you may think he doesn't have any time but maybe where you grab him is you start speaking about his kids that's his whole world right now he has nothing else so he's busy as shit in um in his world his yeah. kids are his middle school full high of school. kids clothes <laughs> um this is a great one nick because my brother's in medical device sales so we'll jump into that that's thank like, you he saw perfect. me he saw me stalling <laughs> um so 45 handful of kids right the kids are between 12 and and you know or, or 10 and, and 18 busy uh out of his mind what can't wait to sit on the couch on the weekends and try to catch sports for a little while but he's carting kids around all weekend um tired so that person might be an ideal fit to to peg on LinkedIn, right? I would think LinkedIn would be a good place for them. Uh, they're between that demographic of Instagram and, and uh, Facebook. So they're kind of tweeners there. Um, you skew younger, you're going to go Instagram. You skew older, you go Facebook. So I would consider playing with both platforms if you can. Um, but uh, that dad's also spending a lot of time, I imagine, on Twitter because that's kind of that demographic for the news uh, sports cycle on the weekend, just sitting on their phone. That's a tough person to get in front of, but I, I, but, I, I his, his wife would be much yeah. easier to get in front of than him. True. And, and but, but, and, and again, that goes down to, I guess, the decision maker and figuring out who does those things. And is he the operator, the household or the CEO? That's the way I think about us. You know, I'm, I'm same, same and where I feel as an operator from a business and operator from the household and the standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so let's go, Let's go 65 retired, but, and, and the reason I say this is, and just got, well, say the person had money left from, from their parents who just passed, who made it into their late eighties or so, and parlor just got shut down. Where, where is you're that speaking, person? you're speaking to kind of my parents at this level. So, um, whether it's male or female, you know, my mom, I'd be spending a shitload of time on Facebook targeting my mom. I mean, that's, she's, she's there. And then I would spend a lot of time on Instagram talking about my mom because she's there to see her grandkids and pictures of the grandkids from my wife and, you know, whoever else is posting the pictures of the kids. So if you want social media apps, that's where I'd go. Email is also another okay. way, but good luck getting, you know, random mom, 65 year old women's emails. I find a lot of advisors have trouble when they're reaching people because they're like, it, I think it used to be the age where you you know you're retiring around social security, so you're just throwing darts at that age, mailers, mm -hmm. ads. You know, I really think if we start getting back to the emotion of it, just like you were saying, like imagine marketing to the 65 year old how to invest in your grandchildren's education. Bingo. And that's, that's the webinar, right? It's not about social security, Medicare, and life insurance. Do you have all these things? So they're already retired. Maybe they're already working with somebody, but that person never said that to them. That's the that's the pain point. That's yeah, what you're they're touching the heart about. there. Yeah. And when they're scrolling through, thinking about politics, that's going to be the only thing that's going to stop them. I, I you can talk about the economy and you can talk about the intricacies of how things work in the stock market, but I really think. They're, they're, you're, you're dealing with a generation of people who never talk to their parents about money. That's the other thing I realized in that age. Most of the time, there was no communication. It, it's a completely different mindset now versus if you're talking to somebody like me, where 
I would be telling my daughter like account numbers, where things are. Cause uh, besides being an advisor, I'm thinking of estate planning and clarity and things not going through probate, but I want her to, I just want her to know where everything is. So she knows how to use money. The conversation now is much more open, but you transfer that a couple generations. They, they don't even feel comfortable talking about it. So that's when you get into interesting situations too. It becomes very private and it's hard to get people to engage on social media. Oh, you hit a home run with that though. What a layup. I mean, as much as personally, I'm not a 529 like believer. I, I mean, they're fine. I just think whatever. They're kind of meh to me. But, you know, talk about just such a home run playing the heartstrings. The best gift you could give this year is a 529 to your grandkids. UTMA, you know, yeah. I didn't I didn't necessarily, you know, I didn't necessarily say 529. You want to give them money that they can have control of. You know, you want to get them ready for a car. You can have this ready. So at 21, they take over. It's a big responsibility. But if that's what you want to do, here's how you do that. And there's a way for for everybody to kind of add into their lives. And then you're also kind of grabbing a hold of possibly that that other family you know not 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 maliciously you're, you're just trying to run a business but that's a pain point i would attack on somebody specifically on facebook rather than saying i'm on linkedin i get organic reach man i hope i find a retiree i just think that's much more tactical yeah i think it's just really identifying your your audiences and then executing on each of those audiences in, in their own separate way. I mean, I even love the the print thing for my mom would be huge. She opens every piece of mail and scrolls through it all. And, you know. All right, let's do one more. Let's do, let's do 50 year old engineer also makes about 200, but no kids. Male or female? Female. 50-year-old engineer, no kids. Uh, hmm. All three, all three of the social platforms, unfortunately. You're 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 gonna have to find them there because they're gonna be on LinkedIn because they're very driven and professionally oriented because they don't have kids and that's their life is gonna be work. Um, they wanna feel social, so they're gonna spend a lot of time on uh, Instagram and, and trying to maintain and, and continue to capture that youth. And then Facebook was their generation uh, in and all the high school reunions and all that crap that goes on there. So they're going to spend time on Facebook. So you've got to, you're going to be spread thin on three social platforms uh, attempting to get in front of that person. That's awesome. And let's, let's throw that wrench in, but she owns the engineering firm. <laughs> well, you better go set up, see if you can set up a table in the lobby. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I really I like doing this. This is awesome. And I love the way that you portray it. And I love the firing out the avatar and seeing where your mind goes, because it, it backs right into the human being of it. And you realizing the professional side and the human side and saying, you know, this engineer is professionally driven. So here's why they're spending their time on LinkedIn, but they're also 50. And this is the age group where you would be on Facebook. So you put your content in both of those places. Well, hit me with, I mean, Nick mentioned medical device sales. That's my brother. I talk to him all the time. Um, so let's go 35, married, no kids, you know, six-figure earner, both him and his spouse do well, but, you know, retirement's so far away for them. You want to target them. You want to, you know, grow a younger foundation to your book of business. Um, you know, he's on, not on LinkedIn at all, zero. Uh, he's in the car driving, meeting with different doctors and being at the different procedures um, at the hospital, uh, spends a lot of time on Instagram, does not spend a lot of time on Facebook and Twitter and sports are, are his niche. So how I'm getting in front of my brother would be 
playing the heartstrings of Instagram of start now and this is what this can become. Like you do have enough that warrants a financial planner. You do have enough to warrant a conversation and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Like that's that's where that frame of mind is for my brothers. Finance is overwhelming. It 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 causes anxiety. He's it's his brain does not go to finance, but they have money. He just doesn't want to think about it. Um, so it's targeting him on Instagram would be my key. Instagram videos, showing you're a person, telling him, now I'm starting to get into it because I know exactly what he would bite into. It's telling him, this isn't overwhelming. This is something we can do virtually. We can do this like this. We don't have to wait for COVID to pass. Here's why we should do it virtually now versus waiting. Um, here's what the time means between now and 62, 65. Here's what you can do in that time. And then, you know, really blowing him away with that. That would be where I'd be. And his wife's on on Instagram too. So those videos would play very well. Now, folks who can't do Instagram, advertise through Facebook and Facebook will put it on Instagram for you and your your firm won't be able to do anything about it. Do you think that advertising on Instagram is a waste of time when you don't have an Instagram to go back to? <clears throat> or does it, is it so come, is it so like, Used to be there now where, where you just can click it. And now you all, all of a sudden it, you just go to Facebook. They're almost yep. one these days, right there. I mean, messenger, everything, it seems to be combining. It used to have that feeling. It really did. Um, it used to have the feeling of, uh, like if you don't have an account, like what are you doing here? But now it's people are so used to the advertising on that platform. And I hear all the time is I can't be on Instagram. My firm won't allow me to be on Instagram. Well, again, advertise if you're going to spend any advertising dollars on Facebook and they'll put it on Instagram for you. And there's no, nothing anyone can do about that. Uh, Keith's comment is freaking huge. And I couldn't agree more podcasts. Now it's just going to be expensive because your podcast pre-roll or getting your advertisement on a 35 year old podcast who doesn't give two shits about finance. You've got to advertise on the Bill Simmons podcast on all the podcasts that have hundreds of thousands of downloads and they're going to cost you a fortune to be on the pre-roll of those. Mm. Um, throwing in with Nick, uh, surprised about the gram being so popular. Uh, I'm interested in this too, but I've actually talked to, you know, it, it just goes to show and I don't spend as much time there. It doesn't seem like it exists anymore, but there is some, there is some weight to it. I think it's also about using Instagram correctly. And if I had to say, if I had an opinion, and I saw this in the Piper rundown, so I'm, I'm a bit copying Aaron and Hannah from when I saw this, but I completely agree with what they said, which was Instagram is, is, is not thinking about their consumer anymore. The Instagram stories and the ads that flood your face and you, I don't even see things from my friends and family. I mean, they're almost, nope. they're almost pushing you away from the things that you actually want and shoving in your face. And I think one of the greatest you know, upticks in aging up in TikTok is going to be the fact that Instagram is 100% dropping the ball. And that to me, that would be also a chance for Snapchat and the quick video thing to, to get moving. Because I felt like what made Instagram di different, they started to, they just started to strip the value away from it. And I wonder if that, I mean, let me know the user experience of your wife. Does she ever say like, oh, it's so annoying being on here? Or does she just love it and, and know no, what they pulled the organic reach out of it, which pulled everything that you liked out of it. Um, but what Instagram has done is they've realized what their demographic is now. And it's that it's the 40 year old female, 40 to you know 35 to 55 year old female decision maker. And you know what Instagram is right now? It's People Magazine. 
not it's it's the magazine with the celebrities and all the stories and the things that the 35 to 55 year old decision maker my wife uh many wives want to read about and see and that's what it's flooded with and when we when i as a male go on there it's just people magazine made for males because i'm following sports guys and other celebrities that i like within sports but it's a celebrity based app now um yeah i i i love that <clears throat> it's um and just goes to show like again i was talking to my uh my wife's cousin and i think she's she just turned 17 um and she was like why didn't you ask me about instagram and how i use instagram and stuff like that and it's it's it is a platform i'm on but it's funny because i think it just depends who you are and again what you're looking for and how you use it but i don't i i just realize how much i don't know about it men uh, are hard to, to really men I, I find men to be so difficult to target on social media because there's a certain age group that don't get it at all you know you talk about 60 and up many of them have just given up on the whole thing especially salespeople who are 60 and up because they've been in their cars their whole lives uh they they're just not technologically many of them are not there um males are just they're a, we are a tough species to crack on social media because our habits are so different whereas females i've noticed through marketing and, and pattern watching generally will be consuming similar content in the same areas based on age group. Here's a good one I have for Clay. What about people in trades? Facebook. I would I would say not only Facebook, but I would say spend your time communicating in neighborhood groups. Because if there if if you have that accessibility, if you're if you're huge in the country or somewhere whatever wherever you are, if you don't um if you if you don't have a bunch of people to have access to, but like example, I'm in I'm in Perry Hall, I'm in Baltimore, right? So there's a bunch of neighborhood groups, Parkville, all this stuff. And if I see anything everywhere, it's a bunch of people posting trades because they want trade work. So there's people always looking in there. Maybe they're not there because they're you know for for me locally, it's like there's a helicopter. People, if fireworks are too late. Like, has anybody dealing with this water main break? But there's still people on trades posting every once in a while. Hey, I do leaves. Hey, I do this. So I think it depends who you're talking to. If you were dealing with an executive in a trade organization, maybe you'd be more on LinkedIn to try to grab a person. But I really think if you're looking for, you know, a guy who works with his hands, it would definitely be on Facebook. And I would be spending time interacting in a, a local group that you could get a hold of. I would be triple down on Facebook because mm -hmm. the trades people are fishing in Facebook. So that means they're spending time in Facebook. Yep, exactly. Um, awesome. What was another one? Oh, Nick's here. Avatar yeah. is, 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 is me just the income's a little high for me. But that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next, next is, yeah, it's, in, it's me, but I don't do sales or have three kids or make that much money. And I'm also yeah. 32. Um, you, it's not, <laughs> He said, you know, it's fascinated me. This is a comment before the one he just made uh, is that you've not mentioned YouTube, which I agree uh, is not the place to market. I have and, and I would agree to a certain degree, like I think, especially because Nick's avatar is the the younger couple. They're not using YouTube like the Google, like researching, I think, to find out about financial advice. I think they're spending more time on social media, scrolling, looking, interacting with friends and family. And that's why it's better to play on what, like a more interactive social media like Instagram, Facebook, um, or you know, for Nick seems to be LinkedIn, that that, that that individual that he's looking for is here. 
Um, and the other question I have for you, Nick, which I think I already know the answer, but I just wanted the confirmation. Was that your avatar when you started on LinkedIn or did you develop that avatar because that's who you found on LinkedIn? Yeah. So this avatar, just aside from the, the, the IT and the amount of cash here, but this fits kind of what my wife and I live with and do on a daily basis. Um, you want to reach me, convince me in a way that, tell me that this is not going to be an overwhelming, grueling, enduring process. You know, make every part of this entire relationship very upfront and very clear that it's not going to, you know, can totally take over our lives and and you will win uh, that market because well, the one thing we don't have here is time to give you so if if you can convince us that guys this is not as overwhelming and and enduring and grueling as you might think like here's how easy this entire process is get that message out nick and you'll start to win that market for sure Interesting. Uh, and, I love, and I love that. Actually, let me pull that up one more time. I really want to focus on, on on Nick's avatar because what you'll notice is the first sentence and really the first three is the description. It's it's the age you have. It's a couple, the income, the job, and the, and then it starts to get into the kids. But then avatar turns into, and this is the most important part, life is crazy, flying through the Chick, Chick-fil-A drive through uh, trying to grab lunch and make it to ba- baseball practice on time. Mm-hmm. Focusing on that part and that person and knowing that is what is going to lead Nick, especially when he gets to the one-on-one, the real value added of how to deal with somebody when you understand something like that. It's exactly what you were saying all episode. And I think the reason we always go back to Nick is because we've seen success with him on LinkedIn. He's, he's, he's said how much success he's had, but we get to grab onto his examples. And I think a lot has to go with his mindset about how he thinks about people and that drives how he delivers the information. But knowing who you're talking to makes it so much easier. I just find a lot of people say they know their target, but, but their target is the beginning part. Their Mm -hmm. target is 38, 40 couple household. And then it stops. They forget life is crazy flying through trick flu, but baseball practice. Uh, and that to me is, I think, what makes the difference between really being able to help somebody. I agree. I mean, I think I apply this to our business as well. Like our advice for someone who's, you know, 58 and doesn't have a digital presence at all is going to be a lot different than our advice to a 36 year old advisor looking to scale and ramp things up. Like the 58 year old might say, I've got. 36 million AUM. I'm kind of good, but I just know I need a digital presence. You and I aren't going to start pounding them over the head about posting on Facebook and, and LinkedIn all day long. We're going to try to say, what do you have? And let's kind of just 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 get you off the bench and get you going a little bit and get you established. Like we, we're not going to drown them in things that make them feel overwhelmed. Right. And I, I'm enjoying the conversation going on in the comments because it's Nick and Keith talking about the difference in YouTube. And obviously, as everybody knows, Keith is amazing at video and editing and spends a lot of his time there. Uh, and I think he can put up the content that's worthy. But I also agree with Keith is that most most advisors are not going to spend the time to put quality that makes YouTube what it is. But if I have to say anybody, you know, very simple quality, but very straightforward. Um, I'm not sure how much business he gets, but I enjoy Joe Conroy. I think that's a simple editing. He puts a lot of time into that. And he puts, a, I get, I'm, I'm guessing he does, or he hands it off. I think somebody adds, edits it for him. So when I would talk to somebody like Nick, 
you know, especially with knowing Nick and the fact that he only wants to, I mean, he, he, he's already talked about fumbling through video and not wanting to mess with it. So I would say somebody probably needs to show up at your house, Nick, or you're showing up at a studio. Somebody's you, you have the things you want to say. You're talking about, you know, barbarians attacking the castle and you're, and boring is beautiful and your examples and whatever you want to get into partnership with the, with the IRS. Um, but you're having somebody film it and do everything, change the angles and edit it for you. You just need to be showing up just the same way. We, like, let's pause. we talk all the time about like owning your medium. Like if that's not, if, if Nick, if that's not his wheelhouse and, and video is not his thing, I'm going to tell him focus on the things that are your thing and don't do that because th- that just, there's no reason to be everywhere. If, if you don't feel comfortable in certain channels. No, I agree. And that's what I'm saying is I guess it would be if I was going to do something like that, that's where he should be delegating completely. Um, yeah. if, if you found it worth it, you know, but, uh, and, and I'd be interested in Keith of, you know, the real business that comes from YouTube. I love the idea of it and I love videos being there and the reference point, but, um, I'm, I'm curious about bottom line numbers and what it would mean for somebody like Nick to say, okay, if I'm on LinkedIn, I'm going to change my focus and spend time here. Um, and, and, and do that. So I, I don't think, know. yeah, I think YouTube can be huge, but I also think people can really screw it up. And here's why, if you don't put the proper time and attention as a financial advisor, if you don't do YouTube properly, I think you can actually really hurt yourself because it can come off as unput together, untucked, unprofessional. And, and, you know, we do live in this world of being able to take the self video at home and doing all that, but YouTube I think there's a certain level of quality that people want to see when, when hearing that two minute spiel from the advisor. And if you don't have that put together, well, I think you can turn people off. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, I agree. I don't know. It's, 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 it's all of it, right? It's always that conversation of should you be spending your time and what you should do and who you're talking to. And I think the other reason I would go back to, my most successful YouTube videos when we were making them would be about government benefits. So whether that's the age group, the the research, they're looking on Google about that confusing, whether you're in FERS or CSRS back in the day, um, if you're or, you know, talking about TSPs or whatever. When I started putting out that information, I had a few have like a couple thousand views. And I was really surprised that it got so far and it made me realize who was on LinkedIn. You know, obviously you can talk about you can talk about your Roth conversions and things like that, but it goes back to when you're on LinkedIn and you're talking to um, you're talking to like a nurse or something, like you said, or you see a profile of a nurse, but they're busy and they're not there and spending their time. You know, I was making content for, I believe people who just didn't spend that much time there. They weren't looking those things up. So it would have to be lucky for me, for somebody to stumble on my YouTube and say, this is valuable to me. But by, by putting out that, by putting out a bunch of different videos, I also found a different age group. So maybe, maybe Keith focusing on retirees makes it better for YouTube. We have to, like, I've got to break down this whole thing with FAs targeting the medical field, nurses and doctors on LinkedIn. Like that is the reason LinkedIn works for so many professionals is because we use computers all day long at our desks, whether we're at home or at the office. And that's why it works for so many professionals. Nurses are not sitting on a laptop all day long, skimming through LinkedIn. I like, so that's, 
the worst waste of time of all time if that's your target market anyway. Um, yeah. we, I, I digress. But <laughs> I completely agree. I mean, they're going to be pulling out their phone looking for entertainment and, and escapism, I would imagine, at, at any point of the day that they get some because they're running around, especially right now. Like if we're being realistic, especially yeah. during during COVID, to say that they're not extra annoyed and, and pissed off and maybe maybe worried, but more so just just drawn out and just you want to win the hospitals send send uh send send 30 pizzas and just you know say thank you they'll find and and include your handle or something they'll find you that's a good idea um so (laughs) hold on i have to this is the only thing i want to bring up where nick said i personally know an advisor that spent over two hundred thousand on youtube and hasn't gotten a single client from it have Um, him call us i want to i know Nick, if you're willing, if you will, I would love for you to message me so I could honestly see that. I don't want you to have to call somebody out or, or do any of that. But if you'd message me, I promise I won't share. I just want to see his YouTube and see what it looks like in his topics and wonder like and, and whether I'd be shocked or not if that's not working or who he's focusing on or whatever. Again, I think it comes down to bottom line. I think it does come down uh, to money, but um, maybe it comes down to calling Keith Wilson. I don't know. So I, I want to take a second. Uh, sorry, real no, quick. No. I want to take a second and thank everybody for watching. And I feel yeah. like these conversations and these topics, and then the conversations that take place in the comments, are so fun and so valuable. And the one thing I want to say to everybody is that's why we have this service. Is because at thirty thousand feet, we can talk about this stuff. But when we work with Emco Advisors clients, this is when we get into it. We dig in with you guys for ninety minutes, and we talk about who you are who your market is, how you want to grow your business, where you want to grow your business, what content and mediums fit your personality. And we drill down on all this stuff. So this is, you know, a, a, a last ditch commercial effort at the end of this video. But the point is, is, you know, Emco Advisors works with financial advisors to help you guys get granular about your marketing. Awesome. Um, oh, yeah. Panko. Well, there he is. No, that's the guy that Oh, he's talking about. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Uh, yes. Oh, check out Andy Panko. I thought they were saying the same person. I was gonna say I'd be amazed because his stuff is really good. Um, so is this the guy that Ruffalo was sharing the last couple of days? Um, is it? I thought that was somebody different. Maybe that was. I have to check. He's he, if it was that was that was hilarious. Did you see that video that he just shared of that person? No, I didn't. It's it's amazing. He's uh he's hilarious. Um, I, I and his editing style and everything was great. Here's a question I have for you, and this yeah. is where just my mind goes. I didn't watch it. Is he hilarious to all of you fellow advisors, or is he hilarious to everyone that you want to be selling to? Uh, my guess is I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I don't, Lucas. Yeah, that's it, Lucas Amel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that. I think we're all impressed as an advisor, and I think everybody appreciates that quality as an advisor. I, again, I'm not sure. I'd have to ask what happens from it in terms of business, but um, I'm not. I sure. don't even need tangible numbers. I'm just wondering, like, how is this stuff all digested? Like, are we pandering to our own audience with some of this content? It, yes, for, I think so. Um, especially with the topic. I think it was a big in the weeds, but again, it was easy to watch with what he was doing and talking about. I'm just not sure. But again, maybe if the person, maybe that's what his company does that's different or something. So if you're talking about options or something, you know, that I, it just, 
it just depends on on who your ideal client is and i guess the conversations you're used to having with those people and i'd have to know who he's speaking with but i I, I'd be and I'd be interested to know how that video would land with somebody who is just regularly scrolling through. Um, I think it's easy to uh, Im- impress a, a bunch of his um, uh, bunch of his bunch of his content, but I'm not cons- I'm not sure consumed by potential. That's, that's the question I'm wondering. I, yeah, I, no, that's the and that's the truth. I think, um, and I think you know, but again, that goes back to like you know, I guess, uh, yeah, you're right. That it just is. I'd be interested to hear how much time he spends on it. And and more so to me, that kind of video would probably hit stronger home with like friends or family because people, then they would feel just as impressed as advisors do from being on the same level. But as a stranger grabbing onto something like that, I don't know if they'd feel it's too goofy or they thought this is way above my head, or I just don't have time to watch this kind of video about this topic. Uh, I, I mean, the message always has to resonate, but it's easy for advisors to be impressed when we watch somebody who does a little bit of editing. That's for sure. Yeah. And one of the reasons I really like, Keith, what you do, and, and this isn't just me pandering to you as a as a friend and a consumer of the content here, but you have a tone that, and I know you've told us before that you'd, you'd prefer just to be on the editing side than in front of the camera, but you have a tone that soothes the audience and you talk very you, you calm the people you're talking to. So I think, you know, the videos that you use and, and, and produce with yourself in them, just, just speaking to people um, could do a, you, you could do a terrific job continuing to outreach regardless of, you know, uh, your target audience, just kind of make that message tailored to them. But your tone and tenor is perfect for video um, to make us all feel comfortable and, and that we're not going to be overwhelmed with what you're about to share with us. Did it just get darker in here? Did a cloud just block my sunlight? Anyway, I uh, completely agree with what you just said about Keith, most of it at least. No, I'm just kidding, all of it. Um, so, that, I mean, another another like great topic that I think leads into, I, I hate to always make it hokey and talk about mindset, but it really does break down to keeping you, don't think about it as, as a false positive mindset and like carrying you throughout the day just think of the end consumer mindset and let that constantly drive you let human behavior constantly drive you just keep yourself in the mindset that there's a human being on the other side and when you're trying to speak to them you have to think about rather than something you're even proud of or whatever you're making more so how are they going to resonate with this information how do they consume content and really what do they want and and let that constantly build your message and and your mediums and your channels you know, it all backs into figuring out who you're really talking to and how does that person act day to day? Because you're trying to interrupt them with information, education, entertainment. Mm-hmm. How can you, how do you interrupt them? So I'll leave you guys with that. And uh, obviously, you know, appreciate you guys in the comments. Corey, awesome topic. Do you have anything you want to leave anybody with? No, I, I, I wish we had more time. I would dive into something that's just kind of been burning me, um, but we'll, we'll use it as another a topic for another day. What is it? It's, it's part of this pandering thing. The wealth management study that came out um, that in, in, in interviewed 30 professionals who are mm-hmm. you know, supposed uh, experts in the industry. Mm-hmm. Everyone comes out and votes for their own shit. And then they put out the scale and they're like, these are the top 30 things you should be doing. And they're ranked in order. And it's oh, like, like, yeah, email, then automation. Automation or... is two. And I'm like, one of these days, I'm going to lose my mind. Okay, hold it, hold, it, hold it back. Yeah, well, well that's a new topic. Um, that's a new topic. I completely agree. You know, what, what the, the list, the list is, I don't know, the list is what works. And 
social media, I think, was way far down. The list is what works, not what you sell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I think that's important to remember. And I think most people know that. And any, but but I think what the, the biggest problem is, is people only, if you're not finding success in every avenue, you're only looking at at things like that and grabbing to success. And that's what makes it hard to know. But it, think about it this way, guys. When you're looking at marketing information, it's the same way as everybody being flooded with financial information. It's everywhere. It's all over Google, but they don't know what to do with it. That's why I think we try to do this show and break it down into little actionable bite pieces, try to make it as real as possible because it's gray area. It's this conversation. It's more art than X equals. And I think when you have lists like that, you have... I mean, I don't know. It just, it just, here's what just happened. You asked me, <laughs> ask me to talk about what's burning me. I tell you, you say, eh, stop talking about it. And then you opine on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go down the rabbit hole. I won't do it. Um, uh, maybe we'll do that topic tomorrow. Maybe we'll talk about it. All right, cool. See you guys tomorrow, 930 as always. And again, if you need anything, shoot us a message um, or just go ahead and sign up and we will meet in person. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show. We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors. You finding success means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon.